So I'm going to start with um, a poem that I started last month. It's called Church Studio Fire, Johnson, Vermont. My studio, of course, was in, was in church. The volunteers took so long to adjust their suits before running in, a slow-mo buddy system to check every way oxygen might escape or burning building enter. Even then, they didn't run. I needed them to go faster and also to leave. Don't go into church. Go in and save my studio. Save April's computer and a decade of books. Go in for Trevor's paintings, hallways lined with his work. Bring them out. Get Brittany's cameras. Bring them out with Liz's thick, oiled skies. I texted Katie. She refused to watch half her life get drenched enough for the stink to stick. We wondered why water wasn't shot in great arcs at attic flames eating through the roof like in movies. The west windows shattered by their hammers, our walls lit by flashlight beams. For hours, our lungs filled with acrid bits of loss. Main street bloated by hoses, anacondas pulled taut between trucks, snaking through the front door. Our legs unspooling, cardinals in our chests, banging against glass. The deep pool built with blue tarps, what was that for? In case a body? The ambulance stayed until dawn. Stained glass unbroken, twelve red strobes raking the white facade, though not one siren, so the village wouldn't wake. Don't go into church. Three firefighters might die. People with day jobs as electricians or pulling logs at the mill, setting sap lines so the country can pour real syrup. With families who will stare at us at the market, then quickly look away, trying not to blame us for the accident that combusted their lives. One pair of arms to hold the baby, an eldest son graduating in spring. Don't go in to my father's store. The fire in the attic will explode in a backdraft that no carefully knit suit can contain, and we will attend funerals for the men he knew as boys. The yellow tape, too late to yell, caution! Caution, my mom's mouth rearranged, my dad's fingers scalded. Photos of my girl's toddler faces singed to desk glass, now pinned inside the nautilus of this new smoking shell. Don't go in to church. They're only things. Go in quickly. Save us all. Thunder. Maybe I was wanton. Curious, yes, running fingers along my shoes, shiny vinyl, playing with the buckle. Lost on the beach with my big brother, water's thunder over my shoulder. It scared me, not being found. How no one had watched us go. Not remembering the last name of the people who owned the house we camped at. An elderly couple tried to call. The phone book's thickness, so many words. Why couldn't they find Claire and Dan? Jangle of the dime as it kept dropping the slot, everyone packing and drunk. My brother cried so that snot dripped. Distant voices screaming our names until twilight, our bodies pulled close. So when a neighbor laid his hands on my shoulders, pulled me close, and stuck his tongue in my mouth, I didn't know I was supposed to bite when the scared butterfly tumbled my guts. 
to be held by a man who pretends to be a grandfather, peppermint ice cream, and carnivals on the grass, and eventually all he asked for was a kiss. Don't you kiss your parents goodnight until his tongue found my ear. He asked me to sit on his lap. He wanted to play cards. Every time someone lost, they had to remove a piece of clothing, butterscotch candies waiting on the table, my shoe on the floor. He lost three times in a row and dropped his pants. I didn't run. Um, this is called Thinking About Woody Allen, and oddly, I'm actually going to talk about Picasso. Um, it was inspired by Dylan Farrow, had a piece in the New York Times um, talking about Dylan Farrow's Mia Farrow and Woody Allen's daughter, alleging his dad's um, abuse. But um, it just got me starting to think about people in the media and artists and how do we deal with their work once it's out there and you know these complicated things about them. So this is thinking about Woody Allen. It's easier to forget with Picasso dead some 40 years, how he branded Francois's cheek with a lit cigarette when she chose to holiday on the seaside without him, or how he knocked Dora unconscious, left her body on the paint-splattered floor. Historians say Pablo took hundreds of lovers, only a couple of whom were under age, so every time I stand in MoMA or the Louvre or even a dorm room decorated with what appears to be a classy poster, I wonder how to feel about fractured faces in Le Demoiselle d'Avignon or the cubed weeping woman with handkerchief. Should I take pleasure in the reassembled limbs, teeth, and vaginas? the gorgeous blues complementing the tangerine bass. We have only women's words, longhand diaries, and letters for proof. I read this one at the laundromat last night, so for those of you who were there, doing it again. Um, and this actually happened in Corner House, so uh, provisioning. Two wasps clinging to the beam above me fuck over my bed then sleep with their heads touching. This is not metaphor. I took pictures to prove it wasn't illusion, the way a poet says mourning when she means loss. I'm more afraid of saying it than of being stung. I've become delusional. The big one must be the queen. Did you know wasps do it with the female in back standing on two legs, sucking semen into her abdomen far below the petiole of her narrow waist from the male who shakes and quivers? She stores it in a ball inside. He might die now that he has fed her longing to carry, carry forward, send herself into the future like male. Once I pulled the curtain, she was pressed to glass. I couldn't raise the sill because three more wasps were smacking the far side of the pane trying to get in. Maybe she released pheromones, or maybe they saw her and wanted to be the one to fuck her, so they just kept hitting the window, a small tapping if you cared to listen. Now that she's filled and he's tired, should I practice catch and release like they're trout? An old yogurt container, a piece of paper gently slid between the ceiling and rim. Does she intend to nest in my bedroom, sleep in the exhalation, and watch over larvae feeding on a host? A prolonged behavior modification session I'm conducting under sheets, a hundred per night in the Hymenoptera suite, mesmerized by membrane wings. 
The possibility of a venom tip six feet away, a predator provisioning young with prey, or maybe just rubbing mandibles and proboscis, resting her body against another like body. Um, I think I'll do this one. Change gears for a second. Um, I wrote this actually, I'm just dedicating it to Harlan and Maria and Carrie and Katharina. A bunch of us went up to Stargazer's Field. Um, this is called On the Shoulder Night of Perseids. It's not fair. The sky rains heaven over a hayfield, but we take what's given on the shoulder night of Perseids. If needed, a blanket-backed person could make 34 wishes try to come true based on meteors' last breaths. Or the same desire shot 34 times out of reach. If clouds didn't cover the crown the night before, 102 wishes might have been spent or an obsession neurologically grooved. How badly we want to blow birthday candles out, ooing and aahing or pull hard on the close arm of a wishbone, begging the why to break in our favor. When Harlan spread his hands and shouted, Now! The longest tail gasped light overhead. All of us exhaled laughter, grateful for wizardry, supposed divinity. What if, in our moment of need, we wished for his wish to come true, whispered please on the next orange arc instead of stuffing magic in hats snugged tight against our ears. Each night I'm unsure if even one star will blink its knowing against my viscous round uncertainty. I hoard little remains, flakes melting on the outstripped tip of my blue, blue tongue. For Lauren and Oliver, Lauren was a staff artist here. Um, this is called Lay Down. If you're the man I think you are, we'll press our ashes in vinyl, make bone music, sound labyrinths etched like ribs around lungs, manicured by scissors used for cutting cuticles to the quick. Central burn a slow cigarette after the scratched rhythm of blues in a hidden kitchen bubbling with vodka, stew, your skeleton a bootleg. Metatarsals, scapula, and clavicle, sacrum nestled to a beat boy thrum. I'll stand on your feet as we dance in the library. No police to forbid an underwood, our royals free to miter and clack under phalanges blown pinwheel and sideways. One couch, two lamps, a mutt with brown eyes, the golden dog walked daily. Journey's end. If you're the man, I'll trace uncensored circles on your back, dissident x-rays. You'll take illegal notes, vowels howling, our tongues a record, another tattoo. My coat, your mandible, song. This is called barrettes. I didn't wear pads yet, but was afraid I might be pregnant until I got my period four years later, a late bloomer. My friend Kay got tits in fourth grade. Imagine. Sometimes I count on my fingers. Kindergarten is five. First grade, a whole hand and a pointer. Imagine a hand and four fingers and also see cups on the body one year beyond cursive. How carefully we held our pencils. The shock of blood on her panties. 
Now I never want to wear barrettes or shave my pubes, even if hair falls in difficult places, even if it's easier to see, which is its own pleasure before the pleasure. I was 10, actually 11 seems like the right answer, when I stood up, walked down the hall, when the pressure of his pushing began to tear the skin. Who knew you could just get up, walk away, and never speak of it again? It's funny how I love it doggy style now, on my side, not looking, just feeling. That I want what I didn't want then. How that's the undertaking. Behind my childhood. In the field behind my childhood, I lay down in the river. The man with blue hair stole my pockets after water turned them inside out, fingering the spread of cotton as it floated before it sank. In the field, the fabric buried itself next to a rock and three cornflowers grew from stalks beside the lath house and ticking colic of sky. In the cemetery, flags furled for the fourth, tomorrow the fifth, in folded signatures, a word that means help me somebody. I want to say lake me, the past fallen into place like a spirit released from the attic. We can't shade the future, the future its own shade to be appeased, heavy footsteps, blue ceiling, and feathers. The body is a book and the past an attic are stanzas, just rooms no one needs to enter, doors built into the dusted hard right return. But that is typing, not mice clattering the keys under my fingers, behind wallboards, pages wide and connected at the spine, cracked under the right amount of pressure. The man with blue hair. My pockets, striped ticking. I lay down behind my childhood. I lay down. Uh, this is for my girls. I have twins, they're 26. Uh, so this is for Sarah and Eva. It's called First Do No Harm. Forgive my half-life beginnings, how I abdicated my way in, went along for a body's ride, the funnel you poured through, invisible shoals, mad waters, the truth tattooed under the peel of lids I swore never to turn inside out, how I came to love you more than the man I left with his wife when I married your dad. More than your dad. I've told you every other story, brought you both into this bed, got right answers out of a hole between my legs that brought nothing but wrong questions, a confusion of pleasure and shame. Old man fingers digging before young man thrusts, a vacuumed sibling, your body's made from my body like bread. The anesthesiologist said you were the most beautiful he'd seen in a lifeline of babies. At first, I thought he meant the perfect roundness of twin heads pulled bald from a welt in the belly instead of pushed through the canal that cones the brain's bones. Later, I knew he saw my foot on the threshold, how I was halfway out the door. Spoke the only code he hoped I might hear. I think he was saying, don't fuck this up, a gift I'd done nothing to earn. You handed me reins, became gates my horse learned to jump every day. If you women were words, you'd be the truest things I've said until now. How deeply we fall in love with bodies that rise from our bodies. I think I'm not going to do that one.
Okay, um, really seriously, I should not do that. <laughs> um, okay, two more. We live all day beneath the stupid fucking stars. Is it midnight? Will we love the round edges of dawn forking the darkest hours? What clouds a straight line forms the pen to another sun? I'll lie, the bed, another coffin, its nails a blue horizon dotted and spun. What floats the sea grows dove bones inside the roundest dollar punctuating damp sand, imprints on the underbelly of waves. Sixteen skeletons sewn in a pocket, the ocean's pennies strewn. Will you bend and gather the calcium flowers, forgiveness hued to the setting sky, our feet on the ledge of tumbling? Lucky dice, snake eyes, all the fucking stars. And this last one, dedicating to Matt. Uh, he was here last year when I started, so to have him here uh, as I'm ending and starting this new position uh, feels like a, a great honor and a nice circular riff. So it's called Jogging the Rail Trail Past Parker and Stearns. A woman bends the distance, then rises, stoops and rises, her body the treadle of stairs, a child at her side. Steel blade, an olfactory cut, binding timber at the mill, the nausea of limbs sawed to lumber, to dust, just more memory. Vermont pressed like sap into an Oregon coast town, and the child isn't a toddler, but a dog. Though I saw a child so clearly, I wonder where in the forest he has gone. As the mutt pulls leash toward my hamstring, the woman says, wild strawberries, holds her cupped hand out, flattened to dish, says, have one. They're my secret. The dog nosing my sweaty crotch, strange whiskers to lycra, I take the unwashed dimple in my mouth, swallow my thanks. I look down next to the trail, see pimples hidden under clover, my hands brushing poison ivy that won't begin to peacock its warning until August, each berry smaller than my smallest fingernail, a pink pearl at the eraser's end. The picked bruise making skin sweat juices, and in five minutes I'll have jam. I eat them singly at first, then toss the batch onto my tongue, spit stems like the first time my brother taught me to spit in front of his friends, hands always stained with something. 4,000 miles. Let this be what running brought me. Thanks. Thanks.